0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you're in the air force. You know, you hey, have to. be
1: blind. Hey,
2: shut up and go get your crayons. I still
0: have some, actually.
1: <laughs> I don't. I ate all of mine.
2: Getting I my- tabled. Getting
1: tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled.
0: Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are again listening to Getting Table with your host, the uh, Bruce. Hey, that's me, and of course Captain Socks. Hello, my friends, and I am the other Yank that makes us the Yanks. Uh, George, uh, we're we're getting uh, going a little late here this evening just to make sure that we could uh, get Bruce in here to get his opinion, even though if it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, what episode are we on, Bruce? Because you did last episode, and the Yanks weren't here.
1: That's a very good question.
0: Wow, we are so. Busy. I want to say,
1: if you had have listened to last week, which you didn't, obviously, I didn't mention the episode number because I didn't have time to. <laughs> we are amazing.
0: I
2: think we're on twenty one. I think 22.
1: it's twenty one. Yeah, I think it's. I could
0: be wrong, but I think it's twenty one. Right now, we're going with the working idea. We are on episode twenty one. Uh, I am. If you guys hadn't right? have
1: been so lazy and had have done some work, I wouldn't have had to have remembered this stuff. <laughs>
2: Hey, some of us had adulting things to do.
1: Like an adult prom.
2: Shut up there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you knew that was coming, otherwise you wouldn't have said it. it.
2: I knew it. Yeah, I knew Shall it.
1: Shall we discuss the news? You mean this stuff? Newly received or noteworthy information,
0: especially about recent or important events. Captain Sox, would you like to do the honors?
2: Sure, so uh, if you're a Star Wars Legion or Armada player and have been living under a rock for a while and have missed some very important release dates uh, there has been a lot of stuff that just came out from uh, for both Star Wars Armada and Legion, more particularly for Legion. Uh, starting off of Armada, uh, the Rebellion finally got a new ship, the S- Nadiri Starhawk uh, battleship, which based off of Star Wars lore is built off of um, repurposed ISD parts into a big huge massive ship and then they also got the honor uh, Star Destroyer. So these are two brand new ships. Um, probably the last couple of ships we'll actually see of Star Wars Armada until later this year when the Clone Wars factions come out. Uh, probably right around Thanksgiving, Christmas time frame. Uh, and watch, we'll probably those of you that are going to Gen Con, I'm one of them. Um, we may actually see this at Gen Con. I'm hoping to see the, uh, the little preview uh, of the new Clone Wars set for Armada at Gen Con later this year. Uh, in terms of Legion, or yeah, Legion. We finally got the four uh, unit expansions for all four factions. Uh, The Imperial Bunker, the crashed escape pod terrain pieces were out, and then Luke Skywalker and the Darth Vader operatives all came out as well so we have some awesome awesome new units uh for, for legion to play with i'm looking forward to trying out the new unit expansion pieces uh for the rebels that's where i'm playing right now in my campaign with war corgi and his crew here locally uh so yeah some good stuff to, just came out for armada and, and legion
1: so you're looking forward to taking down the only hope the galaxy ever had
2: yeah yes exactly and actually I, I played the new starhawk battleship last night in one of my campaign games and that thing is a beast of a ship i mean 14 hole points, uh, six shields on the front, and, and it's rolling about eight dice out the front as well, so it, it can easily take on uh, some some of the heavier firepower that the Empire has been able to deal out more recently with the ISDs and some of their heavy, other heavier ships.
1: I think it's just important to remember that the Rebels are the true villains of the Star Wars universe.
2: Uh, yeah, but we we say- the galaxy. Go ahead. Drew can Lord. I say
0: one thing? Um, the Luke Skywalker box there towards the top—that is a terrible graphical representation of what is. Hair looks like. Oh, I know, right?
2: Yeah. You can actually go click on the sidebars there, and they will pull up the actual um, figures, sculpts of the actual.
0: No, 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 I, no! I, I'm not talking about the that model. Anymore. That haven't that's we seen this model already?
2: Yeah, we've seen this model already, but yeah, it just finally got released. But yeah, I have to agree. His hair in the in the picture there looks uh, kind of.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. I think that's based on artwork from one of the old books. I could be wrong on that, but I've seen that picture somewhere before. Uh, I have to say, my favorite from this is probably that Nidri thing.
2: Yep, that's the, that's the Starhawk uh, battleship that the Rebels just got.
1: I don't play Legion, but if I was playing Legion, I'd look forward to killing it.
2: So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play with it with some more. Uh, the Nadiri in particular, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to, to getting the, the Rebel expansions out and being able to use some of the new heavy heavy weapon options that are available with that uh, expansion.
1: Yeah. um, The Onaga class. Sorry, I might have missed something while I was looking up stuff for later. Is that based on... I don't think I've seen that before. Is that based on, like,
2: it's, it, it's not canon, other no. stuff? Yeah, It's not it's, canon. It's not canon. Neither of these ships are canon. These are from the extended universe stuff. Um, That's the term so I was the, trying to think of. Yep. So the Onager, uh, it's kind of has a, it's not a, a full-on Death Star type weapon, but it has a pretty good uh, powerful cannon that comes at the center. Um, it can destroy um, huge civilization or cities and, and do huge planetary bombardments um so that's yeah that's the lore behind the onager There is it has a couple of super massive uh superpower weapons on it
1: nice nice
2: and with that ship it allows you to uh put a targeting marker out on the field uh within your front arc of that of that weapon and then on your next turn you're able to then measure to an opponent ship from that target beacon in a sense and shoot from there in a sense so it, it extends your range even further than what you, you'd normally be able to with that super
0: weapon that, that's on there did you guys just hear that noise?
1: Yeah, I did. I was about to ask the same thing.
0: Is Skynet taking over?
1: I don't know.
0: Weird. I'm not no, pa- I'm not panically checking all my settings to make sure I'm not making extra noises.
1: I don't know. It, I mean, it didn't sound like an error noise. But yeah, I I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. And then continuing on with
2: Legion, um Last month, or earlier this month, actually, it's now February, uh, so probably- It is now February. Not February. Uh, so December 12th, so two, about a month and a half ago, uh, they announced uh, Eden Verso and ID-10 as a new operative or commander expansion for uh, the Empire, and Cassian Andor and K2SO as a new commander option for the Rebellion. Is
0: there a sub-model of a Dash-T for that droid? No. Did did my joke go right over your head? Yes. ID10T. Got
2: it. Got it. Yep, I got it now. <laughs>
0: is this I'm a military funny. reference? No, no, Bruce. ID10T. IDIOT. Idiot.
1: Ah, uh, that's hilarious. It is. But if anybody was going to relate to that acronym, it would be you, especially yes. the marine. Yes. yes.
2: But anyways, it's good to see these these commander. Uh, operative combo packs that, that are coming out give us more options as legion players for different commanders to play with uh, on the board as well as operatives with the, the little droid uh, operative parts so it's gonna be interesting to see what they're they're able to bring here and in, in hopefully uh, next month probably april time frame when these things uh, finally come out um, so
1: yeah um yeah there, there's definitely some good stuff amongst that um, like I said, that the Negri ship is probably my favourite. I, I like the fact that they are actually going into the actual extended universe. Not that they ever said they wouldn't, but it's just nice to see yeah. they are actually doing it
2: yeah I have to agree because for a while a lot of us armada players were like okay you guys have done mostly Canon stuff and and then they started branching out into the the extended universe uh, with some of the earlier releases and then they really dove into the extended universe with these two so um, like I said clone wars should be coming out they're saying into this year uh, so two new factions uh for that uh, game coming out as well and then also uh fantasy flight announced a new battlefield expansion set um, that will come with three new objective cards deployment cards and condition cards which will now give us a total of eight of those t- different types of cards which then you choose out of your out of those eight you'll choose four of them to kind of build your battle deck and then you'll randomly discard one of those at the beginning of your game and then from there that's kind of what you build your um, deployment zone will be what your deployment zone will be like which actual um objective you'll have and which Battlefield condition you'll have so having a total of eight now of each type will give us a lot of varieties on new setups for the game and, and new ways to build your list to be able to confront those those new options so a lot of good stuff yeah. is coming out with with Legion over the next few months
1: yeah they've definitely been pushing that hard um, and it's good to say that they're actually putting some more time back into x-wing again I kind of feel like x-wing's been ignored a little bit
2: well they just released x-wing 2.0 so version 2 of x-wing uh that's what they just released that was
1: still a while ago though that was last it year was,
2: it was last year but they've been uh slowly getting all the conversions from version 1 into version 2 so they've been reprinting and and getting all the reprints of all the ships from ver- to convert from version 1 to version 2 so from what I've been told I don't play version two but from what I've been told of x-wing version two is the point system is no longer there it's kind of a it, it's it's there but it's not they're not the ships aren't set on a on a uh a set in stone point system they can kind of fluctuate as new ships get released so they can kind of fluctuate with the point system as as new stuff comes out a little bit easier
0: that's fair I will say uh the last time I remember hearing anything about the Star Wars Attack Wing game um uh, Warhammer Fantasy. So, so granted, I, I will admit I didn't follow the game too closely, but Warhammer Fantasy was still a thing—not Sigmar, but Fantasy. So, <laughs> um, those one of the games that kind of got me going back into the, the 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 tabletop being too was was that. So, I mean, it's good to see that they're they're still doing stuff with that. Um, it's glad to see it's got a little more staying power than the the Star Trek one did because that one just kind of yeah
2: yeah it was here and it was big and then all of a sudden i've not seen anything new for years on that one yeah
1: that kind of yeah same with the D version with the dragons that just didn't go yeah, anywhere I
2: was, I, yeah i was about to mention that one too D attack wing i haven't seen anything new from on that side of, of things too um people are see, thinking that uh we may get a version two of armada here soon um we may see that with the clone wars uh, a little bit of a point revamp and a rules revamp when the new clone Wars set comes out people have been saying that within the community so we'll just have to see what what comes out with armada legion obviously with it just barely coming out within the last two years uh, we probably won't see a version two of that for a while, uh, but it's still great. I, it. I mean, I mean, LVO just came, uh, the Las Vegas Open just uh, finished up this last weekend, and uh, they had a lot of good lists down there. Uh, Empire was, I think, the winner of that list uh, down there in that uh, tournament. So, uh,
1: Yeah, there's definitely good good things coming out of that. It doesn't surprise me that Legion's not heading towards 2.0 yet. I don't think it's really been out long enough for that. I also um, haven't heard enough negative stuff to warrant it.
2: Yeah, it's it's really well balanced and they're they're adding a few things here and there that and they actually did a point reduction just a few months ago just to kind of help um because at first the atsts and the air speeders some of the heavier units that people would use at the beginning of the, when the game first came out weren't being used anymore because those points were so high so they've they've leveled out the points and so that's kind of been there we're kind of on a version 1.1 if you would say um with that little point reflux and yeah. the balance um, which has been good because now we're starting to see some of those heavier units that weren't really played at, uh, as well at the beginning.
1: I think that's kind of the future of the industry to some extent. Is the rather than just having to wait until a new edition comes out every time for things to be fixed. Uh, I mean, you've seen this with Malifaux. Uh, you've seen this with a, a lot of the small skirmish games. Is the just you just update the card or the stats to fix errors that they or oversights and stuff. Uh, like and warmer then hordes. warmer hordes does the same thing. Yeah, actually warmer hordes was the, I think they might've started it. I could be wrong on that, but they they were doing it very early on.
2: And then one thing that Legion or fantasy flight has learned from going from X-Wing and Armada is they didn't print the rules for Legion other than to learn how to play rules. They had the main rules reference that you can, that you normally get. that kind of goes into the full detail of all the rules. They did not print that one at, at all. They left it as a pure PDF so they can go in there and update it whenever they feel they need to. And then just release yep. a new PDF uh, version and say, nope, we need, we've we made a few changes here with this with this rule keyword or, or whatnot. So we're not having to, as a community, we're not having to say, okay, how many new rules did you just print that I'm not going to print off five sheets because it's not in my actual rules reference book that you, you gave us. So it's just a... I have it have it downloaded on my tablet. If there's ever a new release, I just download that new one onto my tablet, and I'm good to go. So, which is atomic
1: Atomic Mass Games have done the same thing with Marvel, and it's it's a much there definitely is a section of the community that is like, why can't I just get this, or why didn't it come with the set? But it's a much better way of doing business. Much I know not everybody is online, but it makes the difficult side of fixing that a lot. What's truly
0: upsetting is a company that is large enough and big enough and has the resources enough to Doesn't still like isn't.
2: It. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's it for for fantasy flight that I have for this week or this this uh, podcast. Uh, the other game that I kind of got into, Warlords Battle Seas or Black Seas, not Battle Seas, Black Seas. Um, they just came out with a little two player campaign scenario where you're um, creating a smuggling company and you got to smuggle goods into England. And uh, so one time you're playing as the smuggler and the and your the opponent will be playing as the uh, the comp- or the the ships to try and block the smuggler. The East from reaching... India Trading Company, yeah, pretty kind much, of thing. yeah, exactly. And then they've uh, just announced that they just released some merchant vessels as well that you can then use within that campaign, but then also in some of the scenarios that came in the actual uh, starter state of the book of the game as well. So I'm looking forward to those. I'm still working on my ships, uh, kind of working on. Uh, we'll go into more in the hobby time, but uh, working on my Rebellion Army right now for Legion, and I'll go back. <laughs> (laughs) into my black
0: ships
1: before we move on to the next set of news george you know how you were saying earlier about when you last looked at
0: when i last looked at x-wing is that what you were saying yes yes
1: do you remember the whole outcry when that game was announced about how this game would never be successful because it's not a real war game
0: I do remember that. I, I do remember uh, the talk... And, and this was directed at both the Star Wars and the Star Trek. Because same, yep. same... Because game you don't have to paint logic. it. It's lazy
1: and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah.
0: Which, which my argument is, is that appeals to the person who wants to do war gaming but who doesn't want to do that aspect of the hobby. Yep.
1: And quite frankly, it's not that hard to repaint them if you really wanted to. No,
0: and... Let's let's be. Honest, if you're playing a casual game and someone's griefing you for your shits not being painted, oh no! I'm gonna. We cannot. Uh, now I have to change the radio on this episode. Um, because I'm not going back to for that. Um, they can they can go to hell. Uh, if you're there to have fun and play the game, who cares if stuff's painted? People are there yeah. to have fun.
1: I think that section of the community is not as loud anymore as it used to be. I mean, I do much prefer to see stuff painted, but it's uh, not the end of the day. I mean, not the end of the world.
0: I, I love to see my stuff painted. I love to see other people's pan stuff. And if I'm playing with a friend and three quarters of his stuff is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's okay. Yep, I love that video. It, it's it's probably one of the only good things they've done.
1: <laughs> I miss Duncan. No, no, they also they also had the one where Duncan was Conan. Yeah. Um, What's next on the news there, Bruce? Next on the news is some stuff for Black Seas. I already mentioned that. Oh no, I thought you said you were before you moved on to it. Okay, yeah, never no, mind.
0: No, that that so so we're up to the, the Wild West Exodus, which I'm assuming you added because that's
1: your shtick. It is. That's fine. I was trying not to take over. Okay, so we have a new posse coming out for Wild West Exodus, which gets released in just under a month's time. This is a new outlaw faction called Dead or Alive Posse. Um, really liking the look of this. Um, I need to double check myself, but I think this is the one that comes with. I'm totally not the punisher. It is. It's the one that comes with. I'm totally not the punisher. Okay. So there is a model amongst that, which is a guy with a cab I had on and he has his shotgun over his shoulder and it's, I'm totally not Frank Castle.
2: Models do look pretty nice.
1: Yeah. It's all resin. Hopefully you didn't try to talk to me. I want to grab another beer. (laughs) (laughs) okay what i was saying for the dead or alive posse this is a posse that comes with a character that is totally not frank castle aka the punisher in the section of models there is a cowboy that has his shotgun slung over his shoulder and a knife in his hand that is the i'm totally not frank castle miniature with his skull knee pads oh wait i see it i Um, have been waiting for this um... model for a while. You could say
0: that he's not Frank Castle and I mean, yeah,
1: um it looks good. I say that because the character was based on Frank Castle. it was during this is one of the miniatures that was unlocked during the Kickstarter many many years ago obviously, uh, and this is a new version of that. It is their own creation, but that you was the just made me
0: realize something, Bruce. But keep talking.
1: So yeah, that's something that's coming up. Um, I mean, Wild West Exodus always gets my attention. Uh, there has been a couple of releases that we've missed over the last month or so, but we can't talk about everything all the time. The other thing that I've tagged here is Titan Forge have shown off some new 3D print models that keep making me want to 3D. print so Forge are doing this through patreon as exclusives for the people that back them so that you can as part of that you can download these models and print them on your 3d printer obviously february's release is going to be a whole heap of dwarves and this is where i suspect george is going to pop up and go wait what dwarves
0: wait what dwarves
1: <laughs> so enthusiastic yeah, no, so I just
0: realized what year it was and how, far, how fast it's already going, and there's a couple things that uh, a lot of us have backed.
1: Yeah, and it will be coming up shortly. So these dwarves are, well, these can easily fit in either sci-fi or fantasy, really. I, I really want to say it's more sci-fi, personally. There's a giant mechanical dragon that I just want so desperately. Um, they call it a Dragon Engineer. But there's quite a few things. There's a guy on a steam ram. So it's all mechanical space dwarvy type stuff. Which I'm is not friendly.
0: seeing it. Where, where is this? On
1: at? the thing, it is Titan Forge with more glorious 3D printables. Oh, I clicked the wrong link. How about if I click the right link? It also has a, a link to some more stuff from the Dragon Empire that we'd spoken about a couple of months back now. These are just previews of stuff that's coming up.
0: Oh, hey, yeah. Um... So I can tell you what army those would fit in perfectly without doing anything. Calderon
1: Overlords. That is a Warmer Hordes thing.
0: No, Calderon Overlords is an Age of Sigmar uh, steampunk dwarf army they have the uh, oh you're looking
1: at the dwarves never mind yes that's why i said that you would go oh pretty or whatever i said
0: yes no the, those do look fantastically awesome um yeah actually some of the uh other, the cyberpunk ones some of those uh remind me of some uh, uh star wars bounty
1: hunters i kind of want the one that makes me think of gora yeah or uh, what was the other one
0: the one that had the kind of tiger stripe arm stuff it was like Mortal Kombat three or four. Uh, um, yeah. Let's not spend too much time thinking about the name, but you know what I'm talking
1: about. So uh, that's um, gonna bug
0: me now. I know. Aren't I great at doing stuff like that?
1: <laughs> it's not uh, the horse guy.
0: No, 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 no. It's uh, he he's like a, he's like Goro, but uh. Uh he, he had tiger stripes on his back. He's still a, a, a hexapodal type thing. So yeah. I don't Mataro know. Mataro was the guy that was the horse thing. It was it started with a K. Uh this is gonna bug me. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um uh Tau flying into aeronautical Aeronautical Imperials and other stuff. Um. So this is cool because this is probably one of the only ways that any self-respecting Tau player, so the five of you out there, will ever own a Manta. That is true, actually. Um, wh- wh- while that is a great Forge World uh, kit, uh, some people like to do things like make their mortgage payment or car payments or stuff like that and not buy a Manta. Um, that being said, so a nice little small scale one, you know, you know, and this is what they
1: all fly in. See, it's 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 tiny, but it it's, should actually be. I want somebody to convert one of these so that you can open it and still see everything inside, like you do the Forge World one. It's not going to be me. Um,
0: you ever see the 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 uh, documentary on the guy who would uh carve a little sculpture out of a grain of rice? It it'd have to be him.
1: Actually, yeah, I could say that.
0: Um. That being said, I, I this is the one thing I, the the creative minds at Games Workshop sometimes they're just super good. Like the. The Imperial, you know, flyer stuff. Um, so the picture there where you got the five minis, the two on top. We've seen something like this fairly recently in a uh, uh, movie cinema. Uh, it was called uh, Quinjets from uh, the Avengers. And I will give you Game That's true. I will yeah. give Games Workshop full credit on this. They didn't, you know, get inspired by the Quinjet. No, I think it's the other way around because that mini idea has been around forever. And then the other jets with the uh, reverse wings just looks
1: great. That's actually a very good point. The problem is, is, that the Quinjets, although I don't know what they look like, first appeared in the sixties. So I guarantee you they probably
0: did not look like that. Probably not.
1: No, no. Well, yeah, no, they looked a bit different. Oh, and for those playing at home, the character that George mentioned is Kintaro. Yes. He was like. just it, it was like a tiger man with four arms and Kahn's shoulder spiky shoulder pad thing. But, yeah, look, um, this is not a game I'm getting into. That That's just not going to happen. Uh, the reason for that's fairly obvious. I'm playing Drop Fleet. I don't need this in my life. Um, I do know that people are playing it. I haven't seen a huge community for it, but I do know people are playing it, um, which is good. I see it on, my so- at the, it's on the shelf at
2: my store. It's not something but, I'm getting. Yeah, I see it on the shelf at my store, but I don't know if anybody plays it at my store at all.
1: Necromunda, which is the other thing in here, is definitely got a lot more people in it. Um, we've got new stuff coming for the Goliath people. Um, there is a new actual judgment type thing, but that came out like a week ago. Um, so there's a good guys and now the bad guys are coming again. And Adeptus Titanicus is getting some more love again, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. How long has it been since you've heard anything about that game?
1: Honestly, I thought they'd forgotten about it. It's another one of those games that I know that there are people that are playing it. But I've heard more people talking about struggling to find players than actually playing it. I mean, if it's a great thing, if it's big in your area, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I've never actually seen anybody play this. Uh, I know people that brought it. I've just never seen anybody play it. Yeah,
0: I think it's one of those games where it's something Games Workshop is like, hey, this is a great idea on paper. Getting people to play it, maybe not so much. I mean... You know, how many times has Blood Bowl stopped and come back, stopped, come back? I mean, this may be something that it may be a great game. The concept may be there. Maybe it's just not refined enough and the market's not ready for it for another five, six years.
1: No, I think the, this is just my thought. It's not necessarily fact, but I think the idea with this game was supposed to be that this was going to be the answer for those that wanted Epic to come back but the problem is is that this isn't Epic. Uh, it's not even vaguely like Epic. And so it's, it's not something that's grabbing the attention of the 28 mil players. And those that want Epic to come back want Epic, not something that's trying to be Epic. I don't know. I, I could be way off base on that, but... I think it's it, it's too epic for those that don't want to play epic and not epic enough for those that actually do want it.
0: And then for edification, Bruce, uh, I sent you a link of what the first Quinjets looked like. So uh, not even remotely close.
1: Yep, that's the same picture I was looking at. Yep.
0: So um, I will say this, though. It, it, it's the same concept of the uh, uh, train of thought. Uh, so yeah, Aeronautic Imperials, it's one way Tau players will own a manta. Uh, um, uh, 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 God, Adeptus Titanicus. It's, it's, it's one the, the only way, things, way you're ever going to own a Warlord Titan. Or a Warhound, or yeah. I mean, th- yeah. let's be honest. I mean, as much as I would love to say, oh yeah, I. Uh, I had a spare $2,000. I, I, I've got a uh, Mars Baron Whirler Titan on the way. And people would be like, what? And I'm like, yeah, because it's so huge and massive, it'll take me forever to get it put together, let alone painting it. So I just wasted a whole bunch of money on something like that, unless I drop another $1,500 and have someone assemble and paint it for me.
1: Honestly, I mean, I love the look of some of those things, but I've never even been vaguely tempted to buy the real thing because I could never justify, it. and I would never use it. So I don't. see the point, you'd use it twice a year for an apocalypse game. That's it. Yeah, but I don't like apocalypse. I've never i've i've played apocalypse a number of times. Granted, it was an older edition, but I've never enjoyed a game of apocalypse. I've always found it. T- well,
0: first thing you have to do, Bruce, is find people that you don't hate. And then play a game of Apocalypse with them, and then you'll have fun. Because the point of playing a game of Apocalypse, in my opinion, is getting like seven or eight buddies of yours together that play Warhammer and have a big, giant game.
1: That's the purpose of Apocalypse. I think part of the problem is just I never really owned any of the really big things. It was all the little stuff that died too easily. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, it was never... To me, it was just a really long game. So I'd get halfway through the game, and I was just dying for it to end. Yeah, I yeah,
0: I, I, I do get that sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the news. Is that the news? Have we talked about the news?
1: Unless you've got any thoughts on those things, Mr. S so- No.
2: GW is clearly out of my league, and I, I have never touched any Games Workshop games, and so I'm good.
1: It's because he's a
0: responsible
1: adult and only buys things within his budget. To be fair, so do I, a lot, but I have A2S. I still haven't touched 40K. I've been tempted a couple of times, but I still haven't touched it.
0: We do so much tempting each other. You with the Marvel, Captain Sox with the Star Wars. and Let's just stop the tempting. We we have enough temptation. temptation. But... but
1: Shiny
0: blue prime paint. You were almost perfect on there to enhance that bumper. Um hobby time. Bruce, hobby time.
1: Um, yeah, so I haven't had a heap of time because of work. But the time that I have had has been spent on my hs Sigma stuff. Or and on the application for tt agents but i'll come back to that later yeah
0: i saw that rat you posted that looked uh that looked pretty stellar
1: yeah i'm quite happy with my bone ripper he's turned out quite nice um i finished the rat Ogre that goes on my screaming bell i've also finished a doom wheel one of three i haven't even built the other two yet and i've also worked on my because my bases has always been the big thing that kept on holding me back because I tried with the UV resin and found that it was a complete disaster of a product. Sorry, I know that there's people out there that use it, but I found it... I, I found it did not do what it was advertised to do. I was massively unhappy with it. Um, and it remains extremely sticky and it just doesn't set properly. Um, maybe it's something I did, but I literally followed the instructions, so I don't know. Um... So the current plan with my bases is I've got a brick plastic card, which is what I was always going to use for the underside of the water bases. Um, I have some sand and stuff that I'm gluing around the outside of that, which will be painted brown and stuff. Parts of that may be glossy. Parts of it may not be. I am not quite 100% sure on it. I want it to look like it's mess and filth. Without it looking like something in particular, if that makes sense. Because if I make it look like something in particular, I'm probably going to get thrown off most tables. So, I guess we'll find out. Are you trying to make it look like dookie? No, that's what I'm trying to make it not look like. I want it to make it look filthy, but I don't want to make it look like a number two. What is it you say with kids? Number one is pee and number two is poo? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make it not look like poo, but I want it to look like filth. So, it'll be. it's going to be browns and greens but hopefully not in a way that ends up looking really bad. We'll see. They are supposed to be climbing through a sewer, so I just want it to look filthy and dirty. Uh, The brickwork is either going to be red or grey bricks. I haven't decided on that. I'm thinking gray might actually be better. I don't know. I was I was looking so, up pictures of really old sewers and red brick actually did used to get used a lot. So I'm thinking I might go with reds, but we'll see.
0: So I was going to say gray would be a lot easier for you to do like dry brushing, shading with and have it look decent. However, if you want any any sort of accuracy, you do have to consider red because San Francisco, one of the oldest cities in the United States, has one of the oldest sewer
1: systems, and it's red brick. Yeah, that's probably what I was looking at. I was just looking at random pictures of old sewers or ruined sewers. I mean, dungeons, generally speaking, tend to get gray flagstone-type looks, but also, generally speaking, those sort of dungeons never really existed. I mean, they did, but they didn't. Most of them are based on catacomb-type stuff, but... That's not really what I'm trying to replicate here.
0: What, what colors a majority of your rats going to be like, what's the, what's the main army color, like a Brown
1: ish, right? It's going to be mostly Browns. Um, I am going to, so I actually bought paints so that I can do some with red fur and obviously gray fur and that for the gray sears and black fur and stuff. So I am going to try and mix it up, but it's probably majority of it's going to be Brown because it just, it's easier.
0: So then my recommendation to you then is to practice and experiment mainly with doing a red brick as a color contrast yeah. to the brown to to make the wrap the pop more because it contrasts from the basing more, which is what you want.
1: Yeah. So that's been the main time. I, was just, I haven't had a lot of time, honestly, um, between the heat interfering and work being quite full on since I went back. I just haven't had a lot of time for that. I did, however, hear back from TT Combat about an hour after we finished recording last time. I am now officially a TT agent for my area. I am one of three within two hours of me. Um, two of which, one of the other person in my area is Adrian, uh, which is a gentleman that we've spoken about a couple of times. He beats me up with his um, uh, shelt nanigans all the time. But that's not he, hard
0: to
1: do, so. No. Uh, he also is the guy that ran the Drop Fleet Commander tournament at CanCon last year. Uh, and is we're going to be working together to build the game in this area um, because we, we can do that, and it's going to be a lot more effective if we're doing it together than trying to compete with each other, and we're playing together anyway, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, that, that does actually. Yeah, so it's going to be good. It's good to have somebody alongside. There is somebody, I mean, he's not actually nearby. There is somebody else that's like an hour and a half away from us that actually runs their own store. So that's not really going to interfere with our side of things too much. I know Adrian does actually intend to go along and turn up to his events and that occasionally, um, but he's probably a little bit too far for me to do that. Um, especially with my roster being the way that it is. I want to kind of concentrate on my area and build in my area.
0: Right, yeah, no, that's that's understandable.
1: Either of you given any thought to the TT agents to try and help rebuild in your areas? I know both of you guys are struggling to get players in your area.
0: So... My answer is short and is no, just because of the the game had great quick success. And then as, as quick as the success was, the success died off, people left and yeah. Um, of the original group of players, there's, I'm not kidding, three of us left and we had a max of nine, which for my area, I was pretty good. And then in like a six month pl- period, we lost two thirds, either through people moving or I'm just tired. I don't I don't want to
1: play anymore. Which will happen sometimes.
2: I mean with me uh, obviously we've got the. There's a few players in the area looking at the player map that uh, play, but there are zero stores in this area that actually sell Drop Fleet or Drop Zone Commander. at Period. Um, which, is problem. Market, which is a market. Miniature Market, which is the biggest one of the biggest online uh, game sellers, is an hour or 45 minute drive to an hour drive away from me. Uh, on the other side of St. Louis, and they've sold all of their stuff online. Um, so they don't carry Drop Zone or Drop Fleet anymore and they were the biggest online retailer that I would go through to get all my stuff.
0: So Yeah, the, the, the market for getting TT Miniatures has uh, drastically been affected since the whole uh, acquisition slash uh,
1: fulfilling orders slash everything. Yeah, you're not the first to say that, actually. There's been a few comments about that, uh, like, hey, where do we get models and da 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 da, da. otherwise I might have to order them directly um there seems to be from what I've heard one major distributor for your country and I don't know the name of it off the top of my head I'm also not sure if it's public knowledge um but I think that's probably part of in theory we have two of them that's bringing it into Australia but realistically there's actually only one of our distributors that's bringing it in at the moment uh which thankfully has a new owner um which we've discussed already but yeah um also like that distributor is also actively sought out the community as like hey if you have things going on let us know so yeah it it seems it's odd it seems that it's actually a little bit easier for me than it is for you guys well you're a part of the commonwealth still so true but that still doesn't seem to stop (laughs) things much
0: yeah no um I think there's two reasons, uh, probably why it's uh, the 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 access is is more I don't know easier or, or is there for you is, is is there's two reasons. One, I think TT Combat is is primarily trying to focus on its European market, which is very simple and easy for it to reach out to. Two, Games Workshop, you know, other you know, it's like when stuff is heading to Australia, you know, there it, it it's very specific. You know, there's you know, this is going here, this is going here when stuff's going to the U S you know, or it could be going to Canada or down to Mexico, you know, there's a lot in this area and region and, I don't think the logistics are as simple and cut and dry as this is
1: going to Australia. You, well, you, yes and no, you have a larger market as well, which is why price wise. It's a little well, bit.
0: And, and do we have a larger market? Have, have, has the market been killed so sufficiently from, yeah, and let's be honest, TT combat did do the right thing by fulfilling the Kickstarters before producing, pushing out to retailers, but did doing that kill the market so much over here Because I mean, and and if you look at the UK versus America, the the tabletop miniature market is bigger per capita in the UK than it is here in the United States. And so, while yes, if it does do well and sell well here, you can make a lot of money. Versus, it's going to sell well to this market in the UK because it is a larger market per capita.
1: Yeah, it's always going to be it's it's always going to be a difficult thing. all they can do is try to continue to push as best they can I guess hopefully as the TT agent program rolls out and hopefully builds playing groups in those areas distribution will see the evidence they need to actually pick their game up and get it back in stores again I think that's really the only way that situation for you locally and locally, meaning generally in the US, is going to fix specifically with that anyway.
2: Yeah, and with me being right now moving every two to four years, if I'm the primary supporter of the game and it doesn't pick up after I go, which is like what happened when I left Kansas. I was the primary player in Kansas, and I don't know if that store is, is selling Drop Zone or Drop Fleet anymore because... I was primary the primary player for, for that region and brought in a lot of the players. And so I don't know if that area has died since I have now left. Yeah, I mean, on.
0: Levi left, you left, and then that that was yep. like, yeah.
2: Yep, exactly. It's hard to keep the, the momentum going when the two best players and that are pushing the game. The, the most, most active the players within most active players. Yeah. Leave the area within a year, year and a half of each other. So
1: yeah, it does make things a bit difficult. Um, what about you, captain socks? Hobby wise, what, what have you been up to?
2: So, uh, other than painting little star Wars, Armada, squadrons, uh, to actually make them look like tie fighters and X-wings and instead of just white little models and gray little models on flight stands. Um, I've been getting back into my, uh, legion stuff, uh, painting up my rebellion, uh, t47 airspeeder and my atrt clone walkers uh so getting them ready for tabletop uh gaming uh with the campaign that i'm in but i I need to i mean unfortunately when legion came out it came out in march of 2018 and then i left for my year-long assignment overseas in july of that year so three months later it was sitting on the shelf not being used and so i've I've slowly getting through all my stuff making sure my paint was good and and seeing what i needed to to get to uh, restock so now finally getting all that stuff out and, and working on it. So it'll, it'll get through. Uh, but like I said, that's what I've been working on right now.
1: What about you, George? I say that you've been playing with what looks like a dice tower. That is a dice tower. A um, couple episodes ago, I,
0: I talked about a game called God Tear and how uh, Casey uh, played it with me, and she did enjoy the game. She just didn't like the way those dice in particular felt in her hand trying to roll them. And I said, okay, well, I'll get a dice tower. I got said dice tower. I sat down over the course of the weekend. Um, could I have done a better job? Absolutely. I could have done a way better job, but it was just a dice tower uh, and I didn't want to look like uh, plain wood. So I threw on some color and I think it turned out pretty good. I like it. So yeah. the, the one thing I will say that that was really cool and neat and interesting that I used on it, um, the little back, the opening where the dice will come out there on the bottom if you can see it, Bruce. And then the the area surrounding the skeleton in the tower itself. That black is the Vanta 3.0 black from a cultural culture culture hustle that I picked up.
1: Ah oh, okay. So how did you find that? Because there's a lot of reports about that being like massively chalky and
0: um it is massively chalky. It's so, so painting the, the interior pieces for where the skeleton mounts to and everything, I just spent a lot of time. And I, I recorded a video of this, so uh, I'm going to speed up the, the video and stuff like that so you're not just watching paint dry, watching me paint, et etc. et cetera, But you can see the process. Um, there's a point there where I'm going through with an Exacto and I'm scraping the paint out of the holes so that I can slide the wood in. And then when I got it all assembled and put together, I had trouble sliding into the main housing because of the thickness of the paint. Now, that being said, it is really awesome how black it is. Like- It is very effective. Take your black spray primer and make it blacker than that. And that's how black this stuff is. Um, It doesn't have quite the same, uh, like, you know, you can just stare into it like it's an endless void black. It's not quite that black but it is black enough that if you paint something black and then you paint something else with the same black and then set it on there and then take a picture of it, that object
1: will disappear. It's that black, but you had the chance to do anything else. Um,
0: yes. Uh, after doing, because I also, like I said, doing this quick and easy. So the only brushwork was the off white for the bones and then the Vanta black for the interior, the rest of it was all airbrush. So I took some time and ordered a soldering, um, uh, fume extractor, for my uh, airbrushing because yeah, I I did a lot of airbrushing and realized, you know, I I need to do something about the fumes if I'm going to be doing that much and I have an entire yep. army of fire slayers that I have to prime and uh, airbrush the base coat on before I start doing detail painting. But I, I still have to paint them first. But So I went on Amazon, spent like 25 30 bucks to get a uh, fume extractor. So hopefully I don't inhale so much again next time. I was blowing black boogers for about a day and a half after that.
1: So yeah, that's like not fun. good.
0: Yeah, it could be worse. I could have actually been spray painting inside for all that. So
1: Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: what else did I do? Um um uh oh uh on a side note uh another game um so recently the girlfriend and i we started listening to the dresden files on uh you know audiobooks and she found a cooperative card game based on the dresden files so got said card game and it it, it, like any other cooperative game it's the players versus the game it's pretty fun uh especially if you like the dresden files uh I thoroughly have been enjoying it. Um, the same company that made the Dice Tower, Broken Token, they make inserts for some board games, card games, whatever, that you put in the box that better holds the tokens and stuff like that more efficiently. So I picked nice. that up. And so now, it because it, it's a card game with expansion packs and everything, so there's lots of cards, lots of sleeving, and this Broken Token thing actually holds some of the tokens and parts used for the game a lot better than the plastic insert that came with it. So, um If you got board games and you're like, man, this could be just a little better, you know, go to brokentoken.com, I believe is the the URL, and check it out because they they have like Betrayal for House on the Hill and a few others uh, board games
1: as far as, you know, just laser cut wood that you assemble to hold the stuff for the game. If you're from my neck of the woods and you're wanting to look at that stuff, I would advise that you sit down first and prepare to be very, very upset because it's not going to be a happy time. Because the postage costs on those to get them here are filthy. Looked at them a couple of yeah. years ago and went, no.
0: Yeah, um I have gone through uh, Amazon to get them. So I don't know if they show up in the Australian uh, Amazon Ooh, store. Oh, actually, I
1: didn't think of that. Uh, I might have to
0: look at that again. Yeah, so brokentoken.com is their main website. I ordered mine through Amazon for the prime shipping which if you go to their their actual store the prices are cheaper than on Amazon but Amazon they've already calculated in the
1: 2-day shipping so okay so for those on my neck of the woods that are listening to this uh yeah go to amazon.com.au um uh, not everything's cheap and like not even vaguely but it's going to be a lot better than what you was looking at over there. I'd like, have a look at broken toads website and you'll see what I meant. It was like you would buy a $20 product. Well, this is a couple of years ago, but you would buy like a $20 product and you'd be spending 40 something dollars in shipping. It was that filthy. It, it was, it's MDF. It's not light. There's a reason for it, but well, yeah. no. So actually this isn't
0: MDF. This would, it's not MDF. It's uh. it's much lighter than MDF. It's a, uh, that makes it's it not, worse. Uh, it's not balsa wood, it's like base wood. So it's 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 reasonably strong, but it's not as heavy. That makes it worse.
1: Anyway, yeah, so it's more um, affordable on on amazon did,
0: did you say broken toad or broken token because it's the broken token is
1: broken token broken toad make brushes okay so, so yeah. if i
0: said it wrong that's my fault that, i just want to clarify yeah broken token um if there is a game that you love and you want to maximize the storage and just the care and love of the game go check these guys out if they've got something for it i am very impressed with what they've done for the dresden fall game as far as the storage it's it's beautiful it's nice it's clean It's pretty simple and durable. So, um, but yeah, they've got stuff like Elder Sign and Gloom, which is just another card game. So, yeah, uh, really good card game too. Yeah, oh yeah, really good card game. Uh, Elder Sign is just a great game. Um, But that's about it for me. Um, Have been doing some just more traditional gaming with a girlfriend because, well, that's what you you know. It's easier for me to convince her to do that than. Here, learn how to play this tabletop miniature game. And yeah, no.
1: <laughs> Baby steps. Hey, we both went there. Um, I sent a picture through of my test for my bases, but. I did see that. Um, obviously, this needs paint and stuff, but. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, and that's, I'm assuming, what you're looking at for Flock and all that stuff and everything.
1: Well, not so much. I mean, that's probably going to get painted pretty heavily because. It, it, it's more just to build up the size around it than anything anything else. It's kind of like, hopefully it's going to look like the filth is creeping over the, um, the brickwork as mm-hmm. opposed yeah. to it being slapped on. What I'm ultimately going to probably end up doing, I'm going to get some of the Vallejo diorama stuff, which is like the paste type paints. There's a wet mud one that they've got that I'm going to do. And I'm going to put that over the base because, this, as I said, this is a test. Put that over the base and then push the brickwork into it so it kind of comes up and over the... I don't know. We'll We'll have to see how it ends up looking. But I want it to look like wet and filthy. And if I use the mud, then it won't look like it's feces, hopefully
0: right or or what you could do is somehow you know you know model a very small tiny baby ruth wrapper
1: i know what a baby ruth is but i'm not getting caddyshack why the candy bar was in I the pool, a watch-
0: and they thought it was a turd in the pool and so they cleared the pool oh, and the yeah. and eats it, and he's like it's a baby ruth i've <laughs>
1: forgotten about that it's been a um, long time since I've seen that. Right.
0: So the other thing, um, and this is this is this is sort of news, but more hobby time related. Um, who backed uh, the Terrain Tutor book? Raise your hands. Hello. Um, that ships this month. Oh, actually, hang on. Does it? But it says yeah. If you go into the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not why I'm asking. That I'm checking an update because there was a- oh, was there an update that I missed? Um. We didn't cover this news-wise, but Mel and his partner are no longer together. Shocking. Um, it didn't cause... I mean, it's its very close, but from what I remember, it's going to get delayed by like a month or so. Hang on, I'm just trying to bring it up while we're talking.
0: Oh, no. That means we'll get Super Fantasy Brawl before the train Tutor. then. Well, I'll well, oh, be here then too.
1: Most likely. Yeah. That didn't make it out of China before the end of... New Year, uh, Chinese ah. New Year, but that's only going to delay it by two weeks. Okay,
0: well then maybe I'm wrong. So, but hopefully it all shows up. But that that be oh, really it'll show up. Have... Yeah. Well, no, yeah, but I mean, it says ships February. Well, it's February now. We got 27 more days for it to ship. 28. Oh, is it a leap year this year? It is a leap year. It is. Come on, get up to the times. Hey, get off my grass, and daylight saving times is useless. So, why do we need to have a leap year day?
2: I I read an article actually that that a lot of the Senate is trying to convince uh, and pass laws to have the United States no longer uh, use daylight savings now. So, let's see if it's
1: actually, even historians argue that it doesn't achieve much at all the only thing it did back in the day was the it
0: gave the farmer an additional hour of daylight to work in the field and you know what, it didn't matter you know why because they work before the sun comes up and they stop working after it goes down so it didn't matter anyways
1: there's i i don't remember what the channel is it's the same guy that does biographics and geographics and stuff i think it was today i found out uh one of his channels did a talk on on it and generally speaking history tends to show that most of the reasons we get told why it exists is largely bs um and that most farmers didn't really take much i didn't really get much from it Um, oh no it's it was kind of this is the idea and it kind of it took off and it's been a thing ever since but it never really achieved much of what it was supposed to uh, it just meant that you had more daylight that's pretty much all it meant
0: having actually grown up on a ranch where cattle were produced and sold for the purpose of you know going to market daylight savings didn't mean anything you you still woke up before the sun came up and you still worked until the sun went down and winter was just inconvenient because there was just less daylight period so whatever um game talk looks like captain socks has some talk
2: Talk nerdy to me.
0: Yes, Captain Socks. Talk nerdy to me.
2: So going back to what I talked about in the news... The, uh new ships and stuff coming out, and the new units. So yeah, we're we're in a campaign with War Corgi. I know I talked about this uh, two podcasts ago. Um, we just entered into our third round of the campaign. I had a couple of key armada battles, which stopped uh, the Empire from being able to stop some of our moves on the battle board on the campaign board. Uh, but I was able to win one of my campaign or my battles in the armada, which allowed us to stop the move. So how the how the round works is at the beginning of the round, we'll we'll put moves out on the game board itself of Rebellion, and then uh, from there we'll we'll go off into the Legion or Armada uh, tabletop games. Uh, right now, the Empire is ahead of us by one planetary system, um, although the Rebellion had some good rounds, good games last these last two weeks in round two. Um, so moving into round three, again, if anybody's interested, just let me know or uh, look up War Corgi on YouTube or on his Facebook. Uh, we're definitely looking for many more players to help us out uh, locally as well as uh, across the the globe as well. We've got players all over. We've got a player up in Canada, a couple of players in Canada that are playing for us uh a couple players here in the u.s uh and so many many players opportunities for you if you guys want to play with us so getting into round three uh probably gonna be going in for seven or eight more rounds we're guessing we'll see
1: okay um do if if i if i come in with a gold force can i just completely ruin everything for everybody hey
0: if you're gonna show up with the gold i am gonna show up with the asgard
1: uh, that would be fun or you can show up actually new- no I'm doing replicators I'm doing replicators you're all dead
0: uh, no no because the uh, the Asgard are allied with the humans and Jack O'Neill figured out a good way to uh, uh destroy the replicators when he absorbed the uh, ancient uh, memory repository and create a weapon
1: that'd be interesting I don't know if Star Wars would actually be up um, I don't know lightsabers mo- I don't know it'd be interesting if say Star Wars would actually be able to compete with the technology of the replicators that's a great question because
0: if you look at the great you know sci-fi um um oh god i can't think of the word now franchises you have star wars star trek stargate is now one of those yeah it doesn't matter what people say it's my preferred actually Stargate is as important to the sci-fi genre as those other two. And if you look at Star Wars versus Stargate and Star Trek, obviously Star Trek, the most technologically advanced of the, of the, of the three, because everyone essentially has this technology. Stargate, I'm going to argue has better technology
1: than Star Wars. Well, Stargate had the benefit of seeing how the world actually advanced. So I don't know. It, I think the benefit of Stargate... Sorry, I said Star Wars instead of Stargate. The benefit of Stargate was the, the mythos behind it. Kind of, It just... I don't know. Star Trek back in its day was just made for TV and everything made for TV in the 70s was done fairly cheaply. And I mean, I'm not hating on Star Trek. Star Trek is a phenomenon for a reason. But the fact that Galaxy Quest is considered the best Star Trek movie... Says a lot.
0: <laughs> um, I will argue that because there's the the whales. That's
1: a hard. The, the whales is a horrible movie. I
0: okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an argument, and you will you will agree with me. It was a movie that had a fun script where the crew of the Enterprise was able to still act as the heroes, but there was a lot of highbrow nerd humor where Scotty is oh, a keyboard, how quaint. Or the Russian is looking for the nuclear base where they keep the vessels, you know, stuff like
1: that. And then, you know, Spock trying to swear. I'm not going to say it's not fun, but it's not a good movie.
0: It, 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 have you Have gonna, you seen it,
1: Galaxy Quest?
0: Uh, yes, yes, I have seen Gal- Galaxy Quest. By I can't Burr, remember Perry who it was. That there was,
1: a, there was a film critic that did a whole thing on Hollywood, and there was four movies that got named as perfect movies, and that was one of them, which is really interesting. But anyway, that, that's beside. We're we're running away with the topic now. Yeah. No. And, well, and
0: sometimes that's where we get some of our best ideas is when we just run away from the. Um... I don't think the replicators would do as well in the Star Wars universe as they would the Stargate universe, because as I just stated, the technology level of Star Wars is not as advanced as the other two intellectual properties that and true if they're still running around you have these super soldiers with force energy weapons that can cut through virtually any material and they can move and manipulate objects without touching it so
1: yeah the issue would be for the replicators having to exist in their current form in star wars would be very difficult Unless you just make the argument that they've just come from a galaxy that far away, that Star Wars didn't know it was a thing, but I don't know. And then you have some Jedi Master like Yoda
0: be like, "Oh, terrible these things are," and forces them into a sun and they melt.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could cut them in half and stuff with the lightsabers. If they came in at the height of the Empire, though, I don't think the Empire. It's, I don't know. It'd be it'd be an interesting argument.
0: No, I, I think that I think it's a great argument. I love arguments like that. It's just like.
1: Which is better, Star Wars, Star Trek,
0: uh, Star Trek because they uh, beam a quantum torpedo onto the bridge of Star Destroyer, detonate it, warp off into the sunset.
1: Yeah, quick, let's move on before somebody argues about Superman versus Goku again. Oh, Jesus God. Yeah, um, uh, Superman wins. On... It's just... <laughs> um, okay, just very, very quickly, um, going back to our comment about uh, Terrain Essentials. So the most recent comments on this was three days ago by Dave Taylor. Uh, I'm going to try to break this down and make it very, very simple. December and January wasn't great for Mel, so he hasn't had a lot of time during that time. Um, He's in his own place again now. Um, Over the next couple of weeks, he'll be getting back into the studio to finish off what he needs to do and get back into the rhythm of, of writing what hasn't been finished yet um at this particular point in time there's no specific eta only because they want to make sure that it's done properly um like none of this is panicking mode Uh, like all of this is like it's going to be late and this was announced a little while ago um i'm sorry that you missed that update but so uh, yeah, well, it, it's they're, not they're coming in, in February.
0: Job, so sometimes I, I don't have time to read everything that comes through my inbox.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, look, but, all, all I remember
0: is what, back when today, like, when relationships yeah. break
1: down, it's not a good thing for anyone. Um, obviously, I don't know anything about personal stuff about Mel. From what I understand, it was a it's just something that was coming. Uh, it wasn't anything untoward or anything. Uh, for anybody that does want to look up on it. The terrain shooter, Mel. The terrain shooter put out an actual video on his YouTube channel uh, where he just talks about it. Um, there was an update that went out the following day by Dave Taylor, which is the one I mentioned a little while ago in the podcast. Uh, just look look it up for yourself, and just 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 to reassure yourself where things are standing. No, nobody's there's nothing really to be concerned about. It's just that this book is going to be late, uh, and probably by at least a few months at this point uh everything's paid everything's done it's just finishing what needs to be done they also underestimated a couple of things during the actual kickstarter there was a few people that kind of suggested hey don't you think you should have finished it first before you went up and it's taken longer to finish it than they estimated which is just a thing that happens but otherwise every other kickstarter out there yeah exactly
0: If, if every kickstarter delivered on time the, the world would stop spinning, gravity would fail, things would float off the surface, and the atmosphere would disappear. So
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Hawk War Games is clearly the most evil evil company that ever existed. You just have to look at the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you If you want to fight me on that one, come on, fight me on that. I'm sorry, but I understand why there was people frustrated with that, but you were wrong on that one. And I yeah. think most of you know it.
0: Hey, I, I, I'm going to follow your statement up with that on Bruce. If you're going to fight him, I'm his
1: second. So I'm the third. Fighting me is easy. I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. That's why I'm your second. Yeah. Look, to be fair, we were all fair. It's The fact that we're on Hawk's side on this is not new news. This is old news. Um, it's old new news. Yeah. Otherwise, at some point, George is going to create something about giving upcoming events a thing. (sighs) Upcoming events. He also needs to change yank to yanks in the opening. Uh, I
0: is. also need to like have like 90% of the crap going on my life. Like stop going on my life right. But isn't that it being said? Oh yeah. it's it, Adulting's fun. D- d- don't don't grow don't up grow and up. become an adult kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying live in your parents' basement, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you remember as kids how we all wanted to grow up so fast? Yeah. No and remember how are. we hated naps and thought they sucked? I I remember how all of the adults in our lives used to tell us about how we would eventually realize how wrong and
2: now we're here where you sit Adults are dumb. anyways upcoming events what do we got e- Thunderboys going to Polarcon. you said it's in two weeks bruce right
1: uh yeah 14th i want to say hang on
2: so Polarcon, he's gonna be uh there demi drop zone commander uh uh tabletop com or tt combat and warlord are sending some goodies as part of the
1: demos so uh, oh no that's actually happening this weekend
2: oh this weekend all right so Thunderboy, uh hope you have a good time there uh have some good players showing up for your demo and uh your table looks awesome by the way Uh, it looked out oh hell yeah it turned out pretty good from the the pictures that you sent us so we'll we'll post those pictures as well as this podcast on the demo table he's built and we've seen previews and he's asked for comments here and there uh since he started assembling it probably what two months ago or so yeah well just
0: something like i i I just have to be like meh no i'm kidding it looks great but meh (laughs) um yeah uh i think overall like poldercon i think is a great concept for a convention slash th- because it's not so much like we're having this tournament this tournament and it's like no this person is going to be here demoing this game this person is going to demo this game that going over the list of poldercon is where i discovered god tear so just after my So yeah, I I think an event like that is a great event and more people need to follow the Netherlands lead and do stuff like that. Stop focusing on the, you know, well, you know, Marines were the top four armies and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, no, get out there, demo the game, show how fun the game can be. Not, you know, the anal retentive, you know, blah, 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 competitive side where people are playing the meta and crap like that. T- wow to- i just soapboxed like hell there
1: that's fine yes, look no you're right this is something that games workshop were doing right 10 to 15 years ago um i haven't been to an actual games workshop store for a while i assume they're still doing it right but it's hard to say um because if you demo the game and get new players in the competitive side of the game will start by itself um yes there, there's a lot of competitive gamers in this space now because we've been doing it for that long but oh well I have and I'm not really a huge competitive player but you're not going to win fans by the competitive side of the game you win fans by fun then the competitive then if they're a competitive person they will go that way naturally just my advice because I'm like so expert in all awesome stuff Um, On the 8th of February, there is WarCon in, I want to say, Belgium. B.E. would be Belgium, I imagine. On the 29th of February till the 1st of March, Fantasy Fest. I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to say, Michelle, if you laugh at me, I'm going to poke my tongue out at you. I'm going to say Ridge. It's R-I-J-S-W-I-J-K. I give up on trying to say it. That's in the Netherlands. Uh, The link that Michelle sent us a few days ago. Uh, 28th and 29th of March is Dutch Comic Con in, I'm going to say Utrecht, which is also in the Netherlands. Uh, There's a few other ones coming up later. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, that's it on his side of the world. Last episode, I discussed an event that I might be going to called PAX X 2020. We're back on the run sheet now that's on the 14th of march i will be going i will be demoing drop fleet commander adrian the gentleman that i spoke about earlier will also be going he will be demoing drop zone commander i've already spoken with the main distributor in australia who will be supplying me with uh, most likely some business cards but otherwise some flyers about their who they are so i can kind of go hey and you can buy it from here Uh, i've also got um details coming from another store that supplied as well uh so that anybody that i give a demo to i can go hey look you can buy it from here you can buy it from here hey you can also buy it from here and they're local he may be having a stand at the event i don't know whether he's going to or not yet um my idea is is that look if people like the game showing them where they can buy it is the next best thing um yeah uh we'll be doing the same thing with drop zone obviously um adrian and i will be running demos of both games as well as a general meetup for the drop universe at the house of war in ringwood victoria australia obviously that's on the 28th of february which is a friday night um tickets for gen con went on sale on the 26th of january so there's another gen con i'll never get to
2: And I'm going all four days. I just bought my tickets today.
0: (sighs) Actually, get some um, interviews. I will. Yeah. I I hate you uh, already. When is uh, Gen Con? July 30th to to
2: August in Indiana. uh, (sighs) Three and a half, four hours away from me. So yeah, I'll be leaving that Thursday morning, get up there right as they open the doors, maybe an hour after the doors open, and then uh, come home
0: that Sunday evening. So
1: Indianapolis. Yes, indeed. Looking I'm guessing to- that's a while away from you, George.
0: Uh, if I leave on a Wednesday, you get to Captain Sox's front door and then sleep in his car while he drives up, and then <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> take, take take part in the event, and then he drives back, and I sleep again, and then I get in my vehicle and drive back.
1: I, I, Are you I, I, closer to in, would you have to go to if you go to Indiana, is that closer to you than Captain Sox is? Or? I'm might I'm Captain between, Sox is
0: closer to Indiana in to, to it than I am, but he, yes. he's closer to me than it is.
1: That's what I was trying to establish. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I am closer to Sox than Gen Con then i yeah so yeah i i would stop I, by I his place
2: uh yeah well jane connor's or indianapolis is four hours from me i think you're probably about eight hours away from me george
0: something like that fun but here um, in america you know we view an 18 hour drive as a road trip and like fun so
1: road trips are fun
0: yeah but the, the, the doing
1: an i've done eight hours on a motorbike yeah. i'm not doing that again
2: sorry we're about 14 hours away, George.
0: You're, I'm 14 hours from you?
2: Yeah, uh, 13 to 14, depending on which route you go.
0: Or or how heavy my foot is.
2: Or that, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I did not say I speed, but sometimes my foot is heavy. There's nothing wrong with the heavy feet sometimes. Right. So, yeah, it. it I, I think Gen Con's like four, 18 hours away from me, and you're like 14 hours away, like as the crow yeah. flies kind of thing. Yep. If
1: you was to go from Wyoming, and I don't know exactly where that's targeting, it's just saying Wyoming, to Indianapolis, it would take you 19 hours and 11 minutes, but you're not allowed to stop for a toilet break or, or petrol or anything. So in other words, it'd be like a three-day drive.
0: Uh, that is not feasible with I know. any vehicle.
1: But my point is 19 hours and 11 minutes, and that doesn't take into account breaks.
0: I drove from memory required. to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma in just under 18 hours
1: a few years ago. So I can do it. I've done it. I believe in you. Maybe, sort of, maybe a little bit. Uh,
0: if I if I can financially afford it, I, I,
1: I will try to. I definitely have the goal of going at some point, but it's obviously not happening this year. Um, the other big thing that got announced last week is PAX Australia finally has dates. I was kind of getting nervous because it was like, I need to get time off, and if you don't give me the dates, I'm not going to get it. Uh, it's October 9th till October 11th, so it doesn't cross over with my birthday this year uh i will hundred percent being be there um i'm probably not going to be able to go as just myself this time i'm going to have to be demoing um me and adrian are going to work together on this one as well and try to make it so that we both get at least a couple of hours each day to ourselves um this is going to be a much different experience for me than it has been in previous years because normally i go for the three days and all three of those days are for me to experience what's going on around me uh I will be there as someone trying to get more people into the game this time well yeah essentially um more more details to come um we'll be reaching out again as I have for this thing coming up in March but yeah so the biggest con type event in the country um there are a few things that would probably compete but not in the gaming space definitely not in the gaming space Whereas CanCon is the biggest tournament scene in the country, that's definitely the biggest tabletop. Otherwise, I think that's us. Is that it?
2: I think that's it for us tonight.
1: Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gettingtabled. The Twitter, which we need to use more, is at GettingTabled. The website is gettingtabled.weebly.com, which is W-E-E-B for Bob L-Y uh patreon is there technically patreon.com slash getting tabled it still needs work we need to sit down and work out what we're doing so follow us but don't pledge to us yet anything else i'm missing i can't think of anything off the top of my head then on that note captain socks i know it's extremely late for you that it is
0: but it's, uh, it's nearly okay. as late as for me so as well so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but nobody cares about you yeah i know thanks gentlemen Talk to you later. In the- and with that, thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
0: you, thank you
1: for listening to
0: Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Matthias at Soundimage.org. Play more games.